Welcome. My name is Paula Ramirez and this is Chicana Mom Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to all the hardworking Chicana moms and their familias. We talk about life, parenting, the emotions we go through as human beings, the journeys of the struggles and triumphs, life stories, God, education, music, and more. I strongly believe we're connected in this world. Unidas creamos cambio. Querer es poder. Now let's get started. Welcome, my Chicana moms. So today, I want to talk to you about where are you putting your energy? That love that is meant for you. For you. So that you don't lose your identity. So that you can continue to feel that adrenaline of creating goals. Where am I putting my energy in? Who do I love more than myself? What do I love more than myself? And I know I'm using the word love because as sometimes I watch these YouTube channels, um, I come across, because I love purses by the way, and see how I just made that statement right now? I love purses. I'm not the only one that says it. We always say, I love a purse. I love a car. I love that area where I live in. I love going on vacation. We use that word love so many times. I use it as well. So as I am recording this, I am thinking how we put ourselves in this position of putting our energy into items and people who will never define who we are. Let me give you this example. There's a billboard next to my house and I pass by that all the time. I would see it all the time. But one day, as I'm just waiting for the light to turn green, I'm being mindful of my surrounding because we're not really mindful as much as we should be. And I look at the billboard and I literally like take in the message of what it says. It's a radio station, Spanish radio station, and and the billboard says tus ídolos, tus mejores ídolos. And I'm like what the the light's still red and I still continue to think and I'm like tus ídolos hmm I said ídolos what is this really the definition of idols you guys is insane because I want to read to you what the definition of ídolos is and I want to talk about pretty much where is it that we're putting our energy and where is it that we're stating our love is at. 
But yes, we can say it verbally. But when it comes to actions and then feeling the outcome of that action is what actually defines if it's love or not. So let's get started and let's talk about where are you putting your energy? Where are we putting our energy in? Let's get started. Okay, check out mom. So I want to start off by talking to you about that billboard that I saw. And I see it all the time. I see it every single day that I pass by there. And as I pass by every single day and I read those idolos looking at the word of the word idol is just insane to me and this is the definition for idol an image or representation of a god used as an object of worship that right there just it's just fucking insane to me that in that specific billboard that I saw has three guys that are famous because they're singers and there's a big title that states tus idolos. I mean, how much pathetic can this get, you guys? We look up to people because they're doing something greater than what we're doing. That means that at some extent we feel less. You can disagree with me. Um, and I guess we don't want to call them idols. Um, we, we look up to some people that are doing great, amazing change in this world. that are impacting other people's lives. And that is amazing. But we still should not idolize them. We can look up to them, but not idolize them. That's where it becomes, and it's, there's a creation of unhappiness, of disconnection with oneself. When I ask you the question of who do you love, many people will always say, well, I love my family. I love my job. I love my home. And there's some people that will say, I love myself. But let me tell you something. I know that it's so challenging that in a world that we're living in, I am not going to target it and label it as a negative world. Because it's not. Yes, it has its little, I don't even want to say the word little, because it's, there's a lot of shit going down, and it's just really sad, so I apologize. I'm not going to say the word little. There's a lot of big things happening. What I'm saying is that there are way many more good things than bad. Some people disagree with me, and some people agree, and that's fine, but my, the way I am choosing to look at life is that there are good people in this world and I know I'm one of them and I know that several and 
all of my family members are. Several of other peoples in the community are also good. I can't say the word all, right? But I know that there is no such thing as a bad person. There's only bad behaviors. But how is it that we can create happiness, self-love? How can we feed that to ourselves? How do we feel enough and complete? I say that all the time. I tell it to my kids. I tell it to the people that I love. And I tell them, you are enough and you are complete. Is it so hard to believe that sometimes? If so, why? Why is it hard to believe that you're just enough? Who told you you're not enough? Who told you you're not complete? There's so many things that we can link into and all of those things can interrupt a rhythm that we have in our life. The most important thing that we have to do is to recognize our suffering. Why are we suffering? Where is it coming from? Where is the root of our suffering? Is that resentment that you have towards your father and mother that you feel guilty now because it's like, how could I even resentment? No, 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 I don't resent my parents. They did their best. I understand that. But it, they're human beings. And you're a human being. And resentment plays a part here in, in our world. But that doesn't mean, of course, that you're going to carry that resentment forever. I mean, I'm just giving you this one example of many, but recognizing your suffering and accepting that suffering goes a long way in which you make space for happiness to come in because you're able to understand that you're a human being and that you're not the only one suffering. You will be okay only if you do the work. I always tell that to my clients and to the people that I love. I mean, I love my clients. And I love my family members and I love my friends. And, and whenever they come to me, I say, you will be okay only if you do the work. And I know you will be able to do the work because you're very smart. Every single individual is very intelligent. Very. As moms, we want to teach our kids to be able to feel, to breathe, right? That beautiful adrenaline of self-esteem that we're trying to feed into our kids. Like, you are amazing. You're great. You're smart, etc., etc. We give out to our kids as moms. We give out energy as well to our partners. We give out energy to our coworkers or our job our career, our school, anything. But what about us? What about you as a mom? What about you as a dad? What about just you, even if you're not a mom or a dad? Like, where are you putting your side? Are you idolizing other people? Are you putting other people first in yourself? I think that's what creates a problem in which it doesn't allow us to seek our own happiness. 
And we have to learn how to free ourselves of the past and the future. So how do we actually free ourselves from the past? Let's talk about that. The way I perceive it is, it's something from the past that didn't go my way that hurt me. And if it hurt me, I think we find ourselves as individuals victimizing ourselves. Why me? Why us? Why, why, why? It should have been, could have been, should have, could have, would have, right? I know it's easier said than done. But the past is something that we can never change. We can never change it. If there was a specific person that did a certain action or said some certain words that hurt us, we cannot change that whatsoever. One of the activities that I have my clients do, I'll have them stand against the wall. And I'll say, okay, face me. I want you to put your back on the wall and look and be facing me. I said, all the way, even your, your, your feet. They're all kind of thrown off and they're like, what the heck is going on? I say, walk backwards. They all laugh. And I'm like, come on. They're like, okay, Paula, we can't. I say, why not? Because there's a wall here. I said, no, just, I just want you guys to pretend like if you're going to walk backwards. And I want you to feel that, that, that presence of that wall stopping you from walking back. And they do it and they laugh. And I said, that's exactly what your past feels like. You cannot go back whatsoever to change anything. Time is not going to let you. Nothing is going to let you go ever back in the past. The only power and control that you have within yourself is to change the way you're thinking. If you're thinking in a negative manner, empowering yourself, accepting the fact that you are suffering at some extent for something that you went through that you still haven't healed, which keeps you repeating that tape in your mind over and over of things that happened in the past. In order for us to love ourselves, we need to learn how to understand and recognize our suffering. And once we're able to understand our suffering, we will then be able to breathe. I stay quiet for a bit because I'm breathing. But I also have the choice of just staying quiet and holding my breath as I'm thinking what else to say. One activity that I totally encourage you to do, and you can look into this definitely, but it's learning how to breathe. Seriously. It's so insane because 
you might think, Paula, what the heck? Like, seriously, what? What do you mean breathing? Shit, I'm alive. Like, I'm fucking breathing. Um, I can tell you, no, you're not. If you're stressed, if you're going through a situation in your life and you're overworked and you're burned out, you're not breathing the right way. Catch yourself. If you're reading an email, as you're reading that email, you can be holding your breath for several seconds and not realize it. As you're watching a movie of suspense, you can hold your breath and not breathe for several seconds. You're driving, you're thinking about something, and as you're driving, you're holding your breath, but you're thinking, but you're still alive, but then your breath comes back. It's something that you will be able to understand once you catch yourself not breathing. Breathing is everything. When you breathe, you're cautious about your breath. You feel the oxygen going in and you feel the oxygen going out. You might think this is corny. <laughs> but it's not. It is not. And you're probably wondering, like, okay, hold on a second. Are we talking about breathing here? We're we talking about self-love and what? Well, that is self-love. For you to be able to be cautious about your breathing, to be able to be cautious understanding of your suffering. And let me tell you this. When I talk about when I'm saying the word suffering. I'm not just talking about an experience. I'm talking about the emotions that come up when you think of yourself and when you see yourself in some sort of way that you're suffering. Suffering is fear, anxiety, anger, depression, and so forth. Suffering is putting yourself in that position of like, I would have, should have, could have changed things in the past and I just can't. I keep beating myself up because I'm angry about that. That's suffering. If you're angry on a daily basis, you have road rage, you're unhappy with your boss, but you continue to not try to look for a new job or to help yourself move from something, that's anger. It turns into anxiety as well. That's suffering. If you are putting yourself in this mindset of, oh, I'm worried about the future. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do. What are, what's going to happen to my kids? And, and those things will never probably happen. And you put yourself in a position of anxiety. That is suffering. Suffering can interfere with your self-growth for your love for yourself the happiness for yourself that eventually will web out to every family member and friends and customers, etc. in your world. If there was a path, I should say two paths, and you had the option of going to one path. And if I were to tell you, hey, don't go to the path on your left because right there on that path, mm, you're going to suffer. You're going to fall. And it's going to be a really 
fucked up fall. And honestly, I don't think you deserve that. And on the other path, I would to tell you, you know what? You can take that path. You can take that path. Um, you're still going to suffer. But you're going to have to do many things to get at the end of the road and receive your biggest prize of all, which is happiness. But in the other one, you don't get to do anything. The other, the first option, the first path. You're going to suffer a lot, but you're not, you don't have to work. Many people choose the path where you don't have to do anything because it's easier. The one, the ones that are able to say, you know what? F it. I'm going to that path where, yes, I'm still going to suffer. Tell me what I got to do and I'll, I'll do it because I love my life. And they do it and they feel content joyful, grateful, compassionate, and understanding of their suffering. We always say we want to be happy. I want this, I want that. But we don't get happiness by going on a trip. You don't get happiness from buying items or properties or gambling or getting fucked up with drugs and alcohol. Heck, anything, anything that requires anything materialistic is not going to give you happiness. So again, who do you love? Yourself, your family, your children, your job, your career, your home, your car, your bank, your reputation, drugs, alcohol, what? Where is your energy going to? That's overall what I'm trying to say. Where is your energy going to? I remember being in in a situation where I would evaluate my life and I'm like, fuck, where am I heading? Like, what do I want? We all have been there. And for anyone to criticize or say anything, it's like we have all been there or Or many are there right now. But I personally have done so much personal growth and I continue to be on that path. And I love it. I love it because as I'm growing, I'm understanding my sufferings. And I have. And I'm not talking to you because it's like, okay, she's just kind of saying it because she read it in a book or whatever. But honestly, you guys, like, Self-growth is so fucking beautiful. You cannot put yourself in a position of just like, oh, I'm in one spot. Everything around me should change to make me feel better. No. No. Fuck no. You have to make sure you do the work so that all these things start to kind of just change around you if you want beautiful flowers i'm just giving that example and that scenario for you to imagine if you want these beautiful things to grow around you you need to take care of that you need to water it 
And how do you water that? Well, in order for you to go out and water these flowers and these beautiful plants, the one that's going to need, the one that gets the hose to water that needs that energy, right? You need that energy to pick up that water hose and water things around you. So the water hose is not going to pick itself up and start watering the plants. Like it needs a human being to pick it up and water the certain plants that it needs to. So you need to be able, we as human beings need to be able to take care of ourselves so that we can take care of everything else around us, but in a very balanced manner. Now, I want to talk about how to feel enough and complete. I talked to you about the importance of recognizing your suffering. And what I meant by suffering is your fear, your anger, your anxiety, your depression, etc. Now let's talk about how to feel enough and complete. Okay, so I mentioned to you the importance of breathing. And yes, when you breathe, you're actually mindful. You're mindful of the things that are around you, the animals, the birds, the butterflies, the ladybugs, etc. But especially those who you love and yourself. Now, when I say the word mindful, I'm literally saying that your mind, the word mindful starts with the M-I-N-D, mind. That means that you're focused. Your mind is focused with all of these beautiful things around you to make you feel grounded. We actually sometimes can be in a rush Oh, I have to go to work. Oh, I have to go pick up the kids. Oh, there's always this. Oh my gosh. And then we're always like rushing and we don't take the time to breathe and we don't take the time to just absorb the good things that are in this planet. I don't know. This is might sound a little corny, but for me, when I know I'm in this like position of like, you know, like mom mode of like, I have to go pick up the kids. I have to cook. I have to clean da, 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 whatever. I go outside of my house and I stare at a tree and it's corny, but it works for me. I am practicing being mindful. I'm mindful that that tree is in front of me. That tree, all it does is just, it's, it's there alive. The leaves are still green. There's ants crawling on it. And that's just so beautiful, by the way. I don't know. Again, you might think it's corny. But for me to see small little bugs just moving around and that's life, it's just fucking amazing. But I think, wow. That big tree in front of me is so big and so, I mean, it's so tall. And what's holding it down, it's dirt, obviously the soil, and these really thin roots, a whole bunch of thin roots holding this big, gigantic tree. I just go be, I, I mean, I focus in deep and I, and I really try to be mindful. You know why I do it? Because I love myself and because I love my kids. 
and my husband and those around me. If I don't take care of myself as a mom, my kids are not going to be good. My husband's going to be kind of like thrown off. <laughs> but my clients depend on me as well. You know, I have a, I, I have a service to, to provide for them, to teach them and to empower them. I don't want to say service. I guess it's a responsibility because I love what I do. And it's a responsibility for me as a mom to love myself. It shouldn't be on, like, the agenda. I mean, it has to be on the agenda, but I'm talking about, like, it can't just be something like, oh, I'll fit it in only if I have time. Like, no. (laughs) It's something that we need to always do. So when I say you feel enough, it's just pretty much what I'm trying to say is that you're it. You're, you're, you're enough. You're enough to the point that there's nothing else in this whole world that will ever, I mean, well, yeah, I could say this. Nothing in this world that can ever define who you are. Not the job. Maybe people will look at you and be like, oh, you know, she has a job or he has a job and they title you with their own labels. Because that's actually what happens, you guys. It really does. Other people are, have a certain label specifically for you based on the things that you've said and done that makes them perceive you in their own way. It can be positive or negative. But who gives a fuck, right? Who cares what the fuck people say? If it's negative, of course, who cares? If it's constructive criticism, then it's totally different. But being enough and complete is you admitting like, you know what? I am a human being. I have made mistakes. And as a human being, understanding that we have been doing mistakes in the past, we're doing mistakes probably now, I'm pretty sure. And we're, we're going to make mistakes down the line in the future. Now, this is a difference, you guys. If you were to say, oh, okay, well, I know that my mistake was drinking. So I've been doing that because I'm a human being. I'm going to continue to drink. I mean, fuck, like I'm going to make mistakes anyway. So I might as well do it with something that I love. I'm not saying like that. <laughs> I'm talking about like mistakes that you do that you have learned from that have turned into lessons um, and that continue to help you grow so just just knowing that you cannot be perfect when people say I'm a perfectionist I have to tell them no you are not a perfectionist because there's no such thing as a perfect individual and if you're trying to put yourself in this mindset of being perfectionist you're lying to yourself. Now, something that goes attached with being enough and complete is staying grounded. Grounded. Literally feeling your feet on the ground. Literally. And focusing on everything around you. Which will lead to feeling present in the moment. Now, I wish I can speak to you all and can hear your input, but what does it mean to you being present in the moment? I think that's just a very deep, fucking amazing question. 
What does it mean to you being present in the moment? For me, being present in the moment is hugging my nine-year-old, feeling his little chubby (laughs) body as I hug him and smelling his scent of a nine-year-old with his own personal scent of my son. And sometimes he smells like chocolate because he'll eat chocolate cookies. (laughs) Or sometimes he just Smells like him playing around with sweat. Another thing that for me is feeling present in the moment is hugging my teenager. Hugging him. Feeling him. Smelling his scent. That makes him. He has, you know, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Like when newborn babies are born, they have their like beautiful scent. (laughs) And then Later on with your kids, again, they can smell like chocolate chip cookies. They can smell like granola bar. They can smell just like mugre because they've been outside. Well, I don't know how mugre really smells, but I'm talking about maybe like just, you know, that like smell of like sweat. I don't know if I'm making sense, but I think you understand. For those who are moms, I think you get me. But what about when you hug your husband? That being present in the moment for me as well is hugging my husband and smelling his scent. Smelling his cologne, feeling his tight hugs, going outside and smelling the fresh air. That's being present. That's for me being present. Speaking to my parents, taking in their, my parents' voice, you guys, is like everything to me. Well, not everything, but you know what I mean, hopefully. Or let me explain myself. What I mean by that is because since I was little, I have always heard my my parents' voice. And even now as an adult, hearing my mom's voice and my dad's voice in my home is just homey to me. (laughs) It's just deeper. It's my childhood. It's fucking beautiful. That's being present in the moment for me. The other thing that's attached to enough and complete is being grateful for what we have. I'm very grateful for having both of my parents. I'm grateful for having a bond with them and having a bond with my brothers, with my husband, with my children, with great friends. I'm grateful for just having enough of what I need. And I'm grateful that I have a creativity and an intelligence um, to inspire myself, my family, my friends, and my clients and people who sometimes I, mean, I don't know in the street and I help them out. Now let's talk about feeding our happiness and love. As moms, I think that sometimes we give so much of our energy and time out to our kids. And I know that's, I'm not just saying that's a bad thing, but it can be a bad thing if you start to forget about yourself. If you, just, if you start losing your identity. In order for our kids to see success, happiness, joy, compassion, understanding, etc. They need to see that raw. They need to see it in person, live, up front. 
not in movies, not just in books. And we want to make sure we talk to them about self-care. We want them to be able to say, I love myself. Because I was taught that. I think the only way that we learn how to give ourselves self-love and to validate ourselves and to understand our suffering is that we learn it sometimes from other people based on the things that they say, the things that they do. And sometimes, and this is a sad part of you guys that I realized, that we sometimes learn from other people's suffering. When you hear someone suffering for a certain thing, there are those individuals who will say, damn it, I I'm, I feel bad that that person's going through that, but I'm going to learn from his or her mistake. And that's what we actually have to go live through. I mean, life is too short to live through all of the mistakes in this world, so we have to learn from other people's mistakes. So if we know that speeding in a road, going crazy, if we know for a fact that people have actually died and crashed because they lose control over a car... Wouldn't we want to understand like we shouldn't do that? Some of us do. Some of us are just like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. But there's so many people still doing that and not learning from that. What does that make you think? I don't know. They don't want to change. They don't want happiness. They don't care for their life. It's, it's just living the moment. We'll kind of see whatever happens, happens. I mean, yes, we want to think about the future, create goals. But what I'm talking about is like, you don't want to put yourself in this position of anxiety um, mode where you have fears because it turns into suffering. And that's what we're trying to avoid. We're not going to eliminate it, you guys, but fear actually does help us at some point in our lives. When we are able to understand our own suffering, you know how powerful and impacting that is? It helps us help others because we've been there, done that. I don't know. I just think that's so, so beautiful to know that when people are willing to go out of their way, to be there for someone, to talk to them, to guide them, and when they're there for us, in that same like unconditional manner, I think that's one of the most beautiful things a human being does. It, it really is. One of the things that I, that I feel as, as my point of view, is that we do want to have very honest people in our lives. Honest people that are going to be able to share with us their true opinion of what they think and feel. Because you can ask someone an opinion. I mean, well, yeah, their opinion um, on anything about your life. And some of them will be willing to tell you straight up, like, no, you're fucking crazy. Like, no, this is why I think this. And they can say no because they care for you. Some other people can say no to you based on a certain goal that you truly profoundly believe in. And they can tell you, no, are you fucking kidding me? So you have to be very careful with where that's going. 
And then there's people that are going to tell you, oh, yeah, that is a good idea. And then it really is not. And then there's ones that are going to say, you know what? That's a great fucking idea. Like, you can do this. So there's different people telling you so many darn things. Just be very careful. Because even, like, those who you consider friends can be telling you bullshit. (laughs) I'm sorry, but sometimes. Or even, I mean, that you consider friends. Or family members or whatever. But we have to be just very careful. I'm saying this because we are here to try to help make this world better. In order for this world to be better, every single individual on this planet needs to understand their suffering. Why is a neighbor like being so hateful towards the other neighbor? Where's that coming from? It can come from so many things. Their childhood, resentment towards their parents, they were bullied, they were sexually abused. I mean, so many things. But imagine how beautiful this world would be if everyone just understood their suffering. And if once they understood, and they was like, damn, I get it. I get it, and I don't want to be there. It empowers them to want to think differently. And I say that because we don't want to suffer. No one in this world wants to suffer. No one. That's why there's a lot of people giving up. They give up their lives because they're tired of suffering. It's not the only solution, but it is a choice of their own to to want to suffer alone. And no one should suffer alone. But I think that since I'm talking about just love, but who really? I think that's a question that you would have to answer on your own. I'm giving you my input of what I strongly believe from my heart and my mind and my experiences and and just different things. But I think as moms, uh, fathers, just as human beings in general, we all just want to be happy. So if you want to be happy, just feed your happiness with love. Feed it with understanding yourself and others. Feed it with compassion towards yourself and others. Feed it with empathy for yourself and others. And feed it with understanding. Understanding that you are a human being. And that as parents and overall just as human beings, we're enough and complete. Thank you so much for listening to me. I appreciate it. I wish you guys the best in everything that you do. And you can contact me if you have any questions or input of what you hear me say. Because it's just amazing to hear from you. Um, you can visit my website at www.chicanamoms.com. So take care of yourself and love yourself. Bye. Thank you.